On this episode of the Big O Podcast, I am joined by New Jersey native, queen of the wild style, and music recording artist, Justina Valentine. We talk about her eclectic music style and influence from the likes of The Beatles, Mayor J. Blige, and Madonna, just to name a few. We discuss her many childhood passions that included dancing, singing, and theater. We dive into the effects that COVID-19 had on her being able to tour and how she used it to put out fire content across her social media platforms and how her latest album gives everyone a little bit of everything from hip-hop to pop to R&B. This is The Big O Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the Big O Podcast. I am your host, Julian Ortiz, and today I am joined by a very special guest known as Queen of the Underground, whose new album drops December 3rd. Go get yourself the pre-order now and download Infrared, the one and only Justina Valentine. Justina, how are you doing today? What's up, babe? How are you? What's going on? How's everything? What's up in Canada? Because you know I love Canada. <laughs> Canada... Canada is good. You know, we are starting to catch up with the states when it comes to some of our COVID cases. But as we're talking just before the podcast, you know, it's snowing pretty heavily in Toronto, which means it's it's wintertime. It's nice and cold. Crazy. Yeah, I feel like it's always colder in Canada. We actually had, uh, you know, some pretty nice weather like up until last week and then overnight just got a little crazy. That was it. Yeah, it's getting like... um, a little cold out here, but it's not. I don't think we've had. No, we haven't had any snow yet. Well, it's. And it's, if we I'm, have, I wouldn't know because we're all like inside anyway. So that's it. That's yeah, it. Not, no crazy snowstorms yet. Now, being born in New Jersey means you're no stranger to sort of winter, but it couldn't be more fitting for you, especially when you look at Passaic County's motto, and that is rich history, bright future. Coming from a family of musicians like you have, right. what was your relationship with music growing up? Um, I've always been a huge music head and I've always had a very eclectic taste in my music. I mean, obviously, of course, I'm a hip hop head, but, um, you know, it, it's a lot of other genres and artists that I fell in love with and just grew up with. You know what I mean? From like the Beatles to, you know, I also have a deep love for R&B. Um, I'm a huge Mary J. Blige fan, um, you know, loved Madonna. So it's like hip-hop of course was like my main love but I was also influenced by a lot of other artists and genres and I think that's why my music is eclectic and you know I don't just rap I sing you know I dibble dabble here and there even on the the new album I even have a Jersey Club record you know called Lucky You yeah and um I actually just dropped it very recently and and the way that came about was you know social media and all that is always ever changing right so like before the quarantine not everybody had tiktok but during the quarantine everybody got tiktok and um so you know i was doing a lot of tiktoks that were going viral and stuff and then for me i was like okay um let me do a song specifically um for tiktok which was when i did lucky you and and that song was is like my top you song um on the app so i just you know wanted to find ways to use my time and and just evolve with the social media the way it's evolving so yeah my my love of all the different genres i think definitely reflects um in my music and it will you know also reflect in this album you know 
I'm giving you hip hop, I'm giving you R&B, all while having like a pop sensibility. And like I said, I even threw in like the Jersey Club track. So, and something about this, this album I wanted to tell you, the music for the album was done like, like a couple months ago. And I was supposed to, I was slated to drop it in November. And then I had to push it back because I could not decide on an album title that felt good. I couldn't decide. And every album is different. Like when I did my Feminem album, you know, the name of the album came to me first. And right. then I, you know, the name and the theme came to me. And then I recorded all the music. Um, with this one, I had all the music done and I, I, could not decide on a title that I just love. So I just kept waiting and waiting. And like, I, I scribbled down so many album titles. And then when infrared hit me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bomb. And then like, I knew what it meant, but I'm like, let me look up the exact definition. Yeah. And um, you know, the exact definition is, is, is basically it's, it's light that's so bright that it, it's not visible to the human eye. Yeah. And that felt really fitting um, for, my album and for me as an artist because I feel like everyone knows me from TV but sometimes like the mainstream media doesn't really want to give it up for my music no matter what I do and like no matter how impressive it is or no matter if they're like yo she wrote this whole album herself no co-write um you know I could do crazy story tracks like OnlyFans I could go up on Sway's Five Fingers of Death and it's like they still kind of want to you know the fans give it up for me and I always my I, I cherish my fans but the mainstream media is kind of like, you know, oh yeah, just seen a Valentine from while and out. Like they give it up for the TV, but they don't necessarily want to give it up for the music. So yeah, they put you in a box almost. Exactly. You're like you're in a box of you're an entertainer, whereas you have so many different facets to what you do. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Now it's interesting because that sort of ties into my next question, and that is, now some of us grow up having a passion, singular. And it's usually something that we're good at or something that we enjoy. You, however, grew up with many passions. Not only did you love music, but you were also into dance, theater, yes. loved making people laugh and putting on a show. Yeah. And now you fast, forward, you fast forward to the future and you're still doing exactly what you loved to do as a kid. But now your stage is just a little bit bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger. The, the thing <laughs> for me was like I always like to just entertain people. I always like to make people laugh and that made me feel good. Just like seeing people have a reaction, seeing people laugh, people seeing people enjoy themselves. That's what always like gave me joy and, and fueled me. So like you said, now that I get to do that, I'm like such a large scale on TV and like, you know, obviously touring with Wild and Out, we're in front of 10 to 15,000 um, people, audiences. It's just really uh, a dream come true. And, and, you know, like we were saying about this year, how it was such a crazy year when we were stuck in the house. And I couldn't do, you know, these big stages and, and be filming for the TV show. That's why I really was feeding my social media to to keep that going and to be able to keep doing that. And, you know, I use the time to really grow my YouTube, really grow my, my TikTok and keep entertaining, you know, from the house and just keep it pumping and, and, and keep it going because that's what... Um, fuels me is just making people laugh and making people feel good and making people feel something, be able to dance to a song, sing the lyrics, feel it. And, you know, I think during this time was a really important time where people really needed that. So that brought me joy and kept me motivated to be able to keep doing that during this time. 
And it's one of those things where uh, I've, I talked to a previous guest about this, like COVID-19 or COVID really brought people together in a way that probably wouldn't have normally happened. For instance, this interaction between you and me or your TikTok or your YouTube or your Instagram, you got to put a different amount of energy into it than you probably normally would have because you would have been on tour. You just wouldn't have had the time. 100%. And so- so what has that experience been like when it comes to interacting with the fans? Yeah, I mean, you you definitely like hit the nail on the head. Um, having this time was a time for me when it was like, okay, let me see what's on my to-do list and knock some of this shit out, you know? Um, even, you know, I've been wanting to do my own line. So I, I launched my own line, uh, J Valentina Boutique. I started that in May. Um, I was able to grow my TikTok in a way where, you know, I'm doing TikToks every day growing the fan base you know i'm up to like six million on tiktok i have some videos that have like 20 million views so it's like like you said i was able to do that whereas if i had been on tour i've been filming i would have still been doing it but i wouldn't have been able to give it that same amount of time i started a vlog series for youtube called quarantina with justina and it was just me in the house being goofy blah 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 whatever not thinking that people were going to gravitate to that the way they did. And then, you know, that shit just blew up. So once I did the first course, you know, with Justina and it had like over a million views, I'm like, okay, we need to do another one. So I was definitely able to really like nurture the YouTube channel, the TikTok, all that, like you said, and even, you know, finishing this album and putting this album together, you know, I ordered the recording equipment. I was recording, you know, some of it I recorded from the house. Um, right. So it just gave me time to really knock some of these, things off my to-do list and you know just get it done and for all of uh for anyone who doesn't follow you on instagram i have to say or even tiktok your impression of donald trump by far one of the funniest like laugh out loud videos i have seen I that mean, entire series it's just bananas it's good maybe great i don't know some people say it's tremendous actually this is the best impression in the history of the world and if you say it's not it's fake news and if anyone else says it, they're a really nasty, nasty woman or man. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's honestly one of the like laugh out loud moments when I come yeah, across I mean, your page. It's just so and funny. That's something that was birthed during the vlog. Like every time, you know, I have never watched the news the way I have in my entire life. The way we have over the so like the news was on. So so you know Trump kept being on. So I'm fucking around. We're filming the the um, vlogs and I'm getting in front of the TV and impersonating him and everyone's just laughing. So like I was telling you, I love to entertain. You see everyone's reaction. They're all laughing. So I just kept doing it. And then um, it was like Halloween, I think. And I just I put my hair like that. I put on some, um, it was like, like body, body makeup. I threw it on my face and I just went for it. And we just started recording and I was like, yo, I'm like, this shit is funny. So it wasn't like anything planned. It happened really organically. So I put it up on my Instagram. Everyone was like, yo, you need to be on SNL, this and that. So then I did the trick or treat because it was Halloween. Oh, trick or treat. Always wanting something for free. Must be a Democrat. And so then I just kept going with it. I think I did like seven Trump videos. Then I did a Melania video. And um, now I've gotten back into, I used to do this character called Gianna, just like an Italian cousin of mine. So. I brought her back. So, yeah, definitely have a lot of that um, coming for you, you know, in the end of this year and next year. So definitely be on the watch for the characters. Lots of great, great content. Thank you so much. Now, 
I, I want to create a musical timeline. So we jump back to May 22nd, 2012. You release your first mixtape called Route 80. Bangers like Hip Hop Joan Jet, Bubblegum, and what I think might be like the greatest heat check first song of any mixtape ever, and that is Gloves Off. And Gloves so, Off was a good one, man. I, so, so I want to know, in the most hip hop way possible, now that the gloves are off, do motherfuckers still think you're soft? I, I don't think so. Not anymore. Um, you know, they know what's now, up. They know what's up. And I've definitely, um, it's been a blessing to, to have the platform of Wildin' Out and TV for people to really hear my bars and, and from Wildin' Out to Sway and all that. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes the gloves still have to come off because motherfuckers might not know. But um, yeah, uh, the the Rue 80 album was definitely um, a classic and definitely underrated because at, at that time, you know, my platform was nowhere near what it is now. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because just last night in my Instagram story, I was chewing gum, so I blew a bubble and I put bubble gum behind it. And I had just got off TikTok Live and a lot of people were requesting bubble gum. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a throwback. So I actually put that on my Instagram story last night. But yeah, that's definitely um, a classic. And, and what's cool about my albums are as I progress and keep putting out more music, people keep going back to the old music. So someone who may have never heard Rue 80, they go to my Spotify, they're like, all right. They're like, um, you know what I mean? Favorite vibe, infrared, Scarlet Letter. Oh, okay, what's Rue 80? So now, you know, they'll start streaming that, which is like a cool thing and, and a great thing about music and to have a catalog because they can always go back. And, you know, like Rue 80, I dropped on that. So it was just very, very recently that I'm like, yo, it's cool. We'll leave it on that pit. People can go get it for free, but I need to have this on my Spotify. So I put it out, you know, via like iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify because not everyone's going to go to that piff, but everyone's going to go to your Spotify. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And see the discography. So it is, it's good to have that so people could just like go down memory lane and see I've been lit, I've been nice, and just and just get that like, you know, music history and stuff. And it's interesting because that, that's exactly what I did. When talking to, to Joan, yeah. who, shout out Joan, one of yeah, the nicest people in the you game. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we when we started talking and, and locking stuff down, I was like, let me go back. Let me see, get the range of where we started to where we are now. And it's as much as you grow, the sound started off super crisp. Like the sound was strong from the beginning. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, damn, hip hop Joan Jet, bubblegum. But something about gloves off just like really was yeah, like she's just letting one. She's like, everyone's just being put on notice. And, and yeah, you, you know what's funny? That was like my first mixtape that I put out on that piff. But don't get me wrong. I was selling shit hand to hand. Prior to that, songs burn on CDs, masterpiece style. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and that's what I, I love for people to go back and for fans now to be like, yo, I just heard Rue 80 or yo, I just heard Red Velvet. Like, yo, you been nice. Like, that's dope because, you know, like, like people say, and it's, it's really true. And I say it on one of my joints on Feminine, it takes 10 years for an overnight success story. You know what I'm saying? 
Like yeah, for the sure. motherfuckers that really nothing was given to them. There was no handouts. They really had to grind to get on. It really takes 10 years for an overnight success story. So um, you know, that's, that's Route 80 and all that. And even, you know, what I've done prior to that, that that's all part of the history. So I love for people to go and check that out. So you release Route 80 and then you jump on a few tours, including opening for Mike Studd. And you're on the the warped out tour, and f- you followed up with Valent with Valentine, Red Velvet, as you said, and then your first like I guess studio album or non mixtape or EP in Scarlet Letter. What would you say were like the biggest lessons you learned, and what seemed like a very short four period span? Um, you know, for me as an artist, like we we're saying, that is really eclectic and enjoys making and listening to all types of music. Um. You know, Brew 80 was pretty much mostly all hip hop. And then I hit him the next year with, um, I guess, Valentine was an EP or an album. It was like eight joints. Um, and that was very um, Valentine. I wanted to show him a different side of me. And that was very um, R&B heavy. Of course, it still had some hip hop as well. But like that was very R&B heavy because I wanted to show him, look, I could do this too. So then the next year when I came with um, Red Velvet, I was like, okay, well, they know I can rap. Um, I showed them the R&B side. So now let me give them a marriage of both. So Red Velvet was really, um, even though on every one, Rue 80 still had singing, Valentine still had rapping, but the one was more hip hop heavy. The one was, other one was more R&B heavy. Then when I came with um, Red Velvet, that was really like a nice marriage of both of the singing and the rapping. Um, then when I came with Scarlet Letter, I mean, Scarlet Letter has some bangers from Candyland uh, with my boy Fetty Wap, all the way with my boy Futuristic, Faded, um, Blackout, Victory Now, Sugar Daddy. Like, Scarlet Letter is almost one of those albums. And that was, I dropped that album when I was first filming my first season of Wild and Out. So I still didn't have my platform that I have now. That's one of those right. albums, like, I almost like some of them joints have to get re-released. Like, they were, like, I have really, really big, um, like, big songs. Like, big songs right. on that album. Some of them I still perform. Like, when I do a show, I still perform all the way. You know what I mean? Sometimes we still throw right. them faded because just the, those are, like, fan favorites. Um songs that they still love. So that was just like, had really big records. Then <clears throat> the next project I dropped was Feminine. And at that point, yep. I was on TV. Um, I had my platform. And um, obviously that's a, a mixtape. Um, I did all remixes of Eminem's classics. And that, again, I put out through that piff. So that got Lot of lot of eyeballs on it, lot of streams, millions of streams on on and views on all the YouTube videos. So that really, I think, was my first project that when I dropped got like a lot of eyeballs on it. You know, like don't get me wrong, like um, Scarlet Letter like has over like, you know, has like a couple million streams and all that on Spotify. But like I said, I still I didn't have my TV platform yet, so that's still growing. But Feminem was the first project that I was on TV. People knew who I was. I had the social media following. Um, so that was, you know, I, I definitely, I love that project. It did great things for me. And then I hit them last year with the Favorite Vibe album, which also is a classic, has some really, really amazing songs. I mean, every song on there to me, like, is a hit in its own way. So 
Um, and then, you know, favorite vibe obviously has been my highest stream album. All the videos have done really well, which, you know, makes me super excited for infrared because it's like, you know, now that I, I have a couple successful albums under my belt with the, you know, even the older ones growing, um, I know infrared is going to just come out, smack everybody in the face. <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's, it's the next progression in your continued growth. And, and that's the thing. It's most of the albums, if not all of them that I've, I've been streaming and listening to, they're the press play and you can listen through. And that's a hard thing to do that's in music fact. today. People get bored. People, you know, okay, listen, I've had enough of this, but like you can press play on track one and get to track 16 and enjoy the journey through each and every track. And that's a hard thing to do, but that's, but when you do something like that, that's when you get the, you know, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million streams. And it's hard because like you're choosing which song to put out to promote, but like you could literally like just close your eyes, pull one out and be like, this is going to be a banger because it is that good already. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. It's and absolutely it's fantastic. That's how I felt like e even when I was um, doing the track listing, I just like. I had a hard time figuring out how I wanted to do the track listing because I love every track. Right. So, you know, I was just kind of doing the track listing in a way where it just sonically felt good. Um, you know what I mean? From song to song. But, you know, I was just like, wow, I really love, like there, there was no record that I wanted to hide. Like, hmm, where can I like hide this one? You know? Um, so I just, yeah, I mean, the, even the track list, listening felt really good. I started with Strawberry Soda because that song is just so fire. The video's fire. I'm like, let me hit him with that. It's definitely one of the most popular songs off the album. It's already out. So I'm like, let me drop that. Then right from there, I went into Just Spit It, which is straight bars, no hook, just straight spitting the whole time. Um, then I went into um, Fake Bitches, which is hard bars, catchy ass hook. Uh, you know, and then I just, from there, you know, kept going um went into kind of like you know the the singing hooks rapping then i went into just the section of just like straight bars like bars 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 uh then i went into my little jersey club section where i got the little lucky you song and envy it's like a two two uh two seater section where i got like the two jersey club type songs and then i ended with with um a song it's unreleased uh called somewhere and it just um is the most feel good and it's like a song about 2020 because you know you can't i felt like i couldn't have a song i, I couldn't have an album without a song that kind of addressed all the bullshit of 2020 so i end the album with that because i feel like it's um a high note it's a very uh, uplifting song i flipped the you're the first one to know i flipped it somewhere over the rainbow song and i kind of flipped that in my own way and it's just like an uplifting song that I wanted to end the album with that. Felt like a really good way to like button the album up. So yeah, I'm excited. It's definitely an album you could listen, you know, straight through. And I just can't wait for people to hear it. And I'm excited to see where we're gonna chart. So I think I think we're definitely gonna land on the chart. So well, based based on on the response so far, I think it's it's heading. It's like one of those things where it's like people who see movies, they see like the test groups, and then you have your projections of where it's gonna go. I have a feeling based on the response on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. I mean, this is going to this is going to exceed some expectations. This hoping. is this is going to be up there. It's going to be a banger. Um so I uh, one of the last things I want to ask you uh 
in 2016, you we talked about it. You joined Wild and Out and immediately make an impact as a clever, quick-witted lyricist with a gift of the for a memorable hook when it comes to songs and skits and of course an irresistible chorus you know not to mention the incredible stage presence thank you this this seems like the culmination of all of your talents on a stage and being able to showcase them all what was it like when you first joined wild and out and how did you adjust to that show's environment um, while and out was like the biggest blessing in my life. Like it was just so incredible. It was like, it, it couldn't have been a more perfect show for me since, you know, I have been known for my freestyling ability. And that's what got me on the show was the producer seeing videos of me spitting real freestyles, people giving me words and just like freestyling straight off the top. Some people say freestyle when it's a verse, it's not a song. No, that's a free verse. I'm known for my freestyle, a real off the top freestyle. So the show was like, it couldn't have been a more perfect show. I mean, there's games where you get on a bull and words come up and you have to freeze out while you're on a bull and like you're in a battle and you're, you know, you have to give a rebuttal to what somebody said. So the show was perfect. It was heaven sent. It was a gift from God. Um, Nick Cannon is my man, you know, from now until forever. And um, that was such a blessing for me. And it was a culmination of all my hard work because, you know, it was such a, uh, a hard tedious um grind for me to get there and and get to the point where my freestyles were recognized to even get to this this wild out audition so it was like you said a culmination of all my blood sweat tears years you know what i mean clawing my way up to to get that respect and and, and get noticed so yeah while and out was a, a huge blessing and as far as adjusting to the scene i mean i got on the scene and yeah, I mean, became the wild style queen. Like I just did what I did. And, and, you know, like I said, the show was so perfect and like so tailored to what I love to do and what I excel at that it was just a, a blessing beyond belief. So just a blessing that I always be grateful for. And, um, just like, know that that's what put me on the map, you know, in, in a big way, For sure. So just, just an amazing blessing. Now, you are known as the queen of the wild style, as you said. Is there a favorite game segment from the show and a favorite adversary that you'd loved going toe-to-toe -to -toe with so you could really measure your bars against them in a battle of quick wit? Yeah, um, well, definitely all my favorite games are all the rap games. Um, like you said, wild style, um, bull spitting, um, flow job, uh Netflix and chill. I'm sorry, sex flicks and chill. Uh, basically, any all the rapping games. All the rapping games are my favorites. Although there are a lot of non-rapping games that I also have come to really love. But uh, all the rapping games are my favorites. And favorite adversaries, I would say, you know, and it's what the fans want to see. They love to see me up against DC Young Fly, and they love to see me up against Conceited. I mean, of course, they also love me with like Hitman Holla and Charlie Cliff. Shout out to all my bros on there. The my boy Sharon from Canada. Um, you know, they love to see me go against all the rappers, but they love, love, love to see me against DC Young Fly. DC and Con, they they love to see us go toe to toe. So every time I'm on live, they're like, yo, call, call DC, call Con, call yeah, Hitman, all these, you know. So, you know, they, I think they love to see me go against any of the battle rappers, but yeah, specifically them. Yo, don't sleep on it. You have some of the funniest segments from Let Me Holla. 
uh, my wife and I absolutely love it. So, I mean, that is that is one of our favorite segments. Yeah, then yeah, I've kissed, I've kissed a lot of wild and out girls. On it. <laughs> hey, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna bring it out. I wasn't gonna bring it up. I, uh, that was just me. Don't get mad at me, Joe. I didn't say it. They all have fresh breath. That's the tea. <laughs> now, listen, uh, I know you have a lot of PR that you got to continue to do. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Your new album, Infrared, available uh, December 3rd, wherever you get your music. Yes, yes. If, if people want to follow you on social media or pick up your 2021 calendar or even shop online for some Jay Valentina boutique pieces, Oh, there we go. Where can they do so? Where can they find you? Yeah, so the boutique is jvalentinaboutique.com. Um, the regular merch is justinavalentine.com. You can follow me, Justina Valentine, everywhere. And yes, Infrared, December 3rd. Go get that. Thank nice. you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Love to all of Canada. I've been running through my six with the with my woes and all that. And the, and the great words of Drake. I can't wait to get out there soon. And thank you so much for having me and all the love. I really appreciate you. Appreciate it. Once again, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. For my guest, Justina Valentine, I'm your host, Julian Ortiz. Thank you for watching and listening, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs>